Um, so this is the month of what? We've just been grateful, right? Being thankful. And, and you know, I, uh, to me, it's kind of like Christmas. I don't want to wait until Christmas to, 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 to honor Jesus as our Savior coming to earth, right? Uh, but, uh, but we kind of focus on it this, this month. And, and I, I just had something come towards me. You know, it, a lot of times we're, 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 there's a lot put on us to say, man, you just need to be more thankful. My, my grandma. Um, in fact, before I get into that, I just, I, I'm going to my father's uh, funeral tomorrow. Uh, we just found out we got to leave here this afternoon. So we're, we're going to be getting out of here as quick as we can. But um, there's such, such a legacy has, has been imparted to me personally, but to, man, to so many. And uh, <laughs> I think our whole family's making the trip to be there. Uh, my sister's coming from Australia, and, and I mean, we're just uh, we're just going to honor Dad. You know, he's not there; <laughs> he's he's in heaven right now. You know, and and to me, I, I think he's he's still all around. I just, you know, what what he's done is something that's not can't go into a grave. You know, it's it's an ongoing, it's a, it's a powerful thing. And, and what what he imparted, and that's kind of why I thought about saying this: that God loves you so much. This was his heart. He was so passionate about this. And I've got a little video on there, David. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to show this. My, my sister got to go up there a lot more than the rest of us. Uh, the, the guy that I said we're under, he, he's, they, they, him and, and my sister, they would go up, spend a lot of more time than I've got to in, in, in recent months. Uh, but she got to spend a lot of time with him, got some videos. And, and something that was just, I mean, right up until the end, he was intent on being aware of the presence of God, honoring him, and adjusting your life to be holy before him. And, and she got this, this little video that I just wanted to share with you today. And this was just a few days before he passed. Uh, but you can just tell, I mean, this isn't, he's not just quoting something. This is coming out from the inside of him. And, and, and what you're going to hear right now is the biggest thing that I got from him as, as a son is this, this awareness of the presence of God and the honor for it. Amen. So I want to talk about uh, another side of, of Thanksgiving. And, and it's something that I've seen. In, in, we'll, we'll look at this. We'll go through some scriptures here real quick. But um, a lot of times we have an emphasis on being thankful. And my grandma, his dad or his mom, uh, she, she would always say, oh, we're just not thankful enough. You know, that was the thing she always said. You know, it's like, almost got depressed about not being thankful enough, you know. <laughs> so that, that's how she was. And, she, and, and man, she was so precious. But, but uh, there's another side of, 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 of thanksgiving that I think God wants us to get on that it's not so much about... Um, being thankful for what we're getting as being God's hand in causing somebody else to be thankful. Can you see that? <laughs> so so it, I want to call this being uh, thank makers. Have you ever thought about being a thank maker? I think I made something up. What do you think? <laughs> think this is good? I think this will be good. Um, Let's see. One thing about not getting this thing charged is I didn't get it set quite right here, but it won't take long. Aren't you grateful for phones? All right. All right. Sometimes. 
This phone is not making, it's not a, a uh, thank maker at the moment. All right. But, so let's go, um, let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians 9.10. And the purpose of, of God's grace in us is to produce thanksgiving in others. So a, a lot of what the, the word has to say, did you know most of what the, the Bible talks about is finances? It talks about giving. It talks about a lot. Because that's a big part of our heart. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is, right? Now, so uh, some of these scriptures that we're going to look at have to do with, with giving. Uh, because that's, that's what the, uh, uh, the means is at the moment. But it has to do with our whole being. Not just, uh, that, that's why God says, you know, if I can get your finances, I can get your heart. And I can get the rest of you. But you don't get, uh, with, uh, you don't get somebody's heart without getting their finances. It's kind of like trying to be married to somebody without, you know, there being a, a, a unity in that area. You know, that can be one of the biggest things that causes people to separate is that side, right? That financial side. So anyway, uh, this isn't the main part. But what I want to know, I want you to notice here, is is there's there's an opportunity for you to be the reason why people get thanks uh, have Thanksgiving. Get grateful. And actually, this is, this is a big opportunity that we have that God wants to lead, lead us into. So let me just read this. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 10. For God, who gives seed to the farmer to plant, and later on good crops to harvest and eat, will give you more and more seed to plant, and will make it grow so that you can give away more and more fruit from your harvest. So what's he saying here? He's saying, you know, you have a whole bunch of stuff that, <laughs> that you can be grateful for. But you can either see it as a, as a store that you're going to hoard, or you can see it as an opportunity to give and to be a blessing to somebody else. Can you see that? I believe God wants to take us to, to where we, we look at everything we have as an opportunity for blessing. Rather than for holding. In fact, what this says is when you begin to look at what's in your hand as not something to eat, but something to plant, that actually it's going to make way for a whole bunch more. If your heart is right, because if your heart is right, because why do you want to get that more? So I can say I have a whole bunch more, or if I can say, oh, I get to bless so much more. Can you see that? And this is the heart of God for us. Amen? All right. Let me keep going here. Yes, God will give you. Does, God, does anybody want God to give you something? I, you know, what do you think about? Man, I want a new car. I want a house. I, I, I want, you know. And, and, and a lot of times we can really get into that even in, in our relationship with God. Even studying what God's provisions are for us, we can, man... It's about me. It's about me. It's so wonderful that God loves me so much that he just pours out all these blessings that I can't contain. And why is he pouring them out on you? Where did they come from? This is partly what I want to look at. Is If God blesses you, where did it come from? Somebody else. Right? It comes through the hands of men. If we're blessed, it's coming through the hands of men somehow, isn't it? Right? Which men? Men that are sowers. Do we want to just be the ones that are getting the blessing? Or do we want to be the ones that are making the blessing? Can you see this? 
Because this is so much higher. God's going to bless us more than we can contain. Just slam dunk, you know. Just don't worry about that. But what do we get to do? To partner with him. Somebody is getting blessed by God because I'm being faithful. Can you see this? God will give you so much that you can give away much. What's the purpose of him giving here in that statement? So that you can give, right? And when we take your gifts to those who need them, listen to this. They will break out into thanksgiving and praise to God for your help. Isn't this cool? Now, you're the one that gave it to them, but who are they giving glory to? Amen? How does that happen? That's when we look at what we have differently. That we can actually cause somebody else to glorify God just by being faithful. To have a different attitude about what we have from God. Amen? So two good things happen as a result of your gifts. Those in need are helped and they overflow with thanks to God. So they're getting their their need met, but also they're awakening unto God. Does this sound like a powerful thing? Amen? This is not just a good thing that we should do, you know. Just like giving to a political party or something, which I don't know how that's good at all, but... (laughs) I'm sure it is somehow. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. But, <laughs> but man, we can't, we're actually participating with God. It's like you're being God's agent of blessing. Can you see that? Now, the more you get into this, you know, we could have some people give testimonies to this. The more you, you become this, and the more you see is the resource that God's pouring into your life is not f- just for you. He wants to bless us. But he, when God blesses, he blesses with overwhelming blessing. Why? So that we can be overwhelmed? No, so that it can overflow. And, and the more you get in that channel of doing that, God says, I'm going to give you more than you can contain. Because I know what you're going to do with it. You're going you're to cause somebody else to give me thanks. Because you were just being faithful. You weren't hanging on to it, right? Those you help will be glad. He doesn't stop. He keeps going. Those you help will be glad, not only because of your generous gifts to themselves and to others, but they will do what? They'll praise God. Man, is this a cool way to get hooked up with glorifying God? Amen? Because of your generous gifts to themselves and to others, but they will praise God for this proof. Listen to this. This is proof that your deeds are as good as your doctrine. <laughs> this is where you're putting rubber to the road, right? Pedals to the metal or whatever, you know. This, this is where, it, this is real. Either we're talking about how God, you know, you, you, can, you can preach how, God, how good God is all day long. But when you show how good God is in a material way, you know what? It turns the heart around. The heart isn't moved by just words. Doctrine doesn't change people alone. Amen? It's, it's actually experiencing his goodness. And he cares. He wants to bless. He wants to do something in somebody's life. And he's looking for somebody to do it through. And either we're just saying, it's just for me. Or we're saying, 
I want to be the one that's looking for somebody to, for him to pour it through to. Can you see that? We can actually be thank makers. Isn't that cool? All right. Let's keep going here. Let's go to James 2, 4. So this actually, you know, we, we call the different religion faith, religions faith, right? They're the faiths. Well, maybe not altogether. But this is, this is how we live is by faith. This is by things that we have to actually trust God for. He makes a promise, and we have to actually stand on it and believe for that, right? Well, actually, we can apply our faith to this very area. Because sometimes we don't feel like we have the resources. Sometimes we're looking at ourselves and, and we say, I'm not the one for this. I don't have the personality for it. I'm a loser. I'm sick. I lack. Right? All these things are what? Things that need some faith applied to them. Because God said something else about us than that. Right? You know, we say, uh, uh, you don't know what I've done. Well, God does. And he's provided the blood of Jesus to overcome that thing. For what purpose? Because these are wealth beyond monetary wealth. That we take all of these things and we have to apply faith. And then again, for what purpose? Just so we can be righteous? No, so that we can lead people into righteousness. And this is where, you know, my dad is such a great example of this. His wealth went way beyond money. It, it went to the heart of God that he talked about. You know, we, we live this. We, we live in this. And what it does is it causes somebody else to be able to receive that treasure. Okay, let's, let's read this. Because we're talking about faith now. But how does this apply to our faith? Being a, a thank maker. Because it's going to take some faith to make it happen. James 2.14. Dear brothers, what's the use of saying that you have faith? And are Christians, if you aren't proving, that, that proof thing. Man, read, this, read the rest of this chapter on your own. That's your assignment, all right? Uh, if, if you aren't proving it by helping others, will that kind of faith save anyone? Huh, so, so faith isn't just for my saving. Faith is, is to bring Somebody else into a relationship with God that's going to require me to get over this stuff in my own life, to be victorious in my own life, so I can lead them into something that will cause them to give glory to God because of a blessing that he's bringing into them. He's bringing healing. He's bringing revelation. He's bringing deliverance. He's bringing hope. Well, it's really hard to sell that if you're not living it yourself. You know what I mean? It's really hard to be a blessing financially if you're not blessed yourself. So you got to get faith involved in order to, to, to receive the resources so that you can impart them. Amen? So many times there's somebody that might need healing in our life. And we, are not, we don't have the resources to bring it because we haven't been living it ourselves. Right? And so, where does faith get involved? You know, it, it, it's, 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 it's going to take, <laughs> it's going to be proven what we claim. By what, not by what we get for ourselves, according to this, but what happens in somebody else's life. That's the actual reality. 
Because we can claim this, we can spout this and everything else, but if it's not changing somebody else's life, right? That's why, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, you get these ads about how something's going to do something for you. And, and I want to go see what somebody else had to say about it. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I, and, and I, first of all, I want to see what somebody doesn't like about it. Are you that way too? It's like, all right, there, you, you could have put all of that, that other stuff on there on purpose, but I want to know if it doesn't work. And I think that's how most people are even with God. Well, they're a little bit skeptical, but man, you start living by faith. And what you're doing is you're, every time you get a personal victory by faith, now you're able, it's not about just you. The more you, it's, it's just like finances. The more you get full of, of how great God is in this one area, the more it's going to overflow. Yeah. And that's the purpose of it. It's not to just cause you to be wonderful yourself. All right. right. It's for it to overflow. Because, man, how did you get it? Yeah. Somebody shared it with you. How did they, how were they able to give it to you? Because they were full of it. Yeah. Amen. That's why we want to be a, a church that's full gospel. We have everything that God wants. We want to overflow with everything that God has provided for us. Why? Because somebody needs it. Somebody needs that experience in God that's going to take me being not underneath something, but overflowing with a resource of life in Christ. Amen? All right, let's go to Luke 6, 38. So Jesus said this. He's talking about this giving. He said, for, for you to get this started, there's going to need to be a realization that what you have is something that has its most value when it's invested. It has its greatest fulfillment when it's given away. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. So the implication there is you don't get, you don't get started by waiting to get something. You actually get started by whatever's in your hand. You know, whatever is there, you start doing something with that. Now, again, he's, he's talking about finances here, but I believe it has to do with everything. Man, these treasures, we'll, we'll see this, okay. <clears throat> he said, and it'll be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and what? Why does it need to run over? Because it's not about you, yeah. Amen. right? Yeah. But until it's running over, it is about you, right. you know? We need it to run over. Amen? Shall who give back into your bosom? Huh. Now, who's that one actually giving it? Where's that coming from? It's coming from God, isn't it? This, this blessing's coming from God, but what, what does Jesus say where it's coming from? Through the hands of men. Huh. So then maybe, maybe somebody's got this thank maker thing going on. Amen? And they're saying, I'm going to make sure that somebody has something to thank God about. I'm going to overflow. I'm going to make sure that I don't just get a little bit from God so that I can just kind of relax a little bit. I'm going to get full of him so that I overflow and somebody can't help 
but know that God loves them. Amen? <laughs> For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Now, this measure thing becomes a, a critical thing to look at here. Uh, because in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, let's go to this next one. It says, he's talking about measuring there, right? And, and this, is, this is something to do with, with uh, farmers, right? You, the, the amount that you sow is the amount that you can expect to get back. You can't say, well, I heard this works, so I think I'll just try one seed at a time and see what happens. Well, you'll get a plant, but, man, there's a whole field waiting for it, you know. Or if you think, well, I'm going to plant just a little bit and see if it works, but, man, that the, that's a lot of food, and I'm hungry right now, you know what I'm saying? I need to use it. Well, you can't use so there has to be an adjustment of the heart. There has to be this principle. That's why Jesus said that this, the same measure that you plant with is the one that you can expect to get back with. Right? Now, now let's, let's, let's keep this on the, the Thanksgiving side because the, the, the reason for us planting is not just to get a harvest for ourselves, but to become enabled to do this other thing that is so much greater. Making a thank maker. <laughs> Okay, so 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But remember this, if you give a little, you will get little. That kind of sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? That kind of sounds like chicken little, right? <laughs> you will get little. A farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop, but if he plants much, he will reap much. Now, look at what I said here. Oh, well, yeah. What's my main statement there? It says, knowing how sowing works should affect what? The heart. So this whole thing that we're talking about is not just a process. It's not just a method. You can't just go do this. It's not do this and you get this result. No, he's talking to our hearts. When he's talking about overflowing, the blessings of God, they come in not to just be something that we can rack up and, and, and keep account of, they come in to fill our hearts up to overflow. Amen? And this principle needs to be something that we take to heart. And just follow me on this. This is critical. Because uh, this principle says, a farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop. But if he plants much, he will reap much. Everyone must make up his own mind as to how much he should give. Now, I just want to encourage us in this because this can be taken like so that so nobody should ever tell me how much to give then, right? In fact, if I don't want to give anything at all, if my heart's telling me no, I don't have to give. Shazam. I feel that same way about taxes. Shazam. Just ain't going to give it. What's he saying here, though? He, he started off with saying, if you plant a little, then you can expect little. But if you plant a whole bunch, you can expect a whole bunch. So you're setting out to be a farmer. You know what? A farmer doesn't do very well unless he's, his heart is in it. And he has to know some principles. He has to know that and he's not going to do more than his heart will tell him to do, right? 
But if he has any sense at all, he's going to let this principle become a part of his heart. So that the more he gets into this understanding, he says, oh, this is one of the best deals in the world. I, I sow a bunch. I can harvest a bunch. And again, let's, let's, don't, let's don't get hung up on just getting money back. This is kingdom stuff. This is the gifts of God that we've been invested in. We can hoard the gifts of God in our life. The things that are not supposed to just be enjoyed by us. Abilities. They're supposed to be poured out. They're supposed to be developed. A lot of things that God's given us as natural abilities never get developed because we think it's all about us and we get discouraged and we don't even do anything with them. They're talents that we don't do anything with and that... And we think it's all about us. And you know what? It's not. Somebody else isn't getting blessed. Isn't getting to thank God for the, for the gift that you are. Can you see that? Okay. So this principle has to be, though, it's, it's like with these gifts that we have, you're going to have to sow something into them. You're going to have to put some time into them. You're going to have to get some training for them. You're going to have to say, if God gave me this, I'm going to do something with it. You know, I was talking to somebody recently because I, I like to write songs. I write, wrote a song for my dad, and, uh, you know, it's really scary writing songs like this because you're sitting there doing them, you know, by yourself, and you just don't know how it's going to work, you know, and, and I'm just going to do it, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do it, and I was talking to a guy recently about that, though, and I said, you know what, God's given me, I, 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 I'm not, you know, uh, the whole world isn't impressed, but I am, I, I'm impressed that God gave me this, you know, yeah. and I'm going to do something with it, nope. Somebody might not ever know, but, but, but God does. And at the time when it might make a difference in somebody's life, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to already have it planned. You know, uh, uh, Hayden was talking about this. You know, he had an opportunity to enter in a, in a contest or something. He said, I need to put this together. I said, you know what? You need to be putting them together all the time. So when that opportunity comes up, you're, it, he, missed, he missed the opportunity. Not, the, not because he's not capable, and, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not even, I'm just encouraging him in that, you know, it's like, it, it, it's not, it's not that you're not able, in fact, he's working on his gift, but this side of it, you have to have it ready to go, yeah, and, and what is that going to be? It's because you valued something that, that God put in there, and, and, and you know, it, even in that area, it can be just about you, or it can be about, and, and this is something that I gave to God a long time ago, I said, God, I want somebody to to give you thanks for what I offer. For them to be blessed in some way. For them, for them to discover you because I, I'm faithful to what you've given me. Can you see that? And so, but you have to believe in this principle. That it's going to be worth the time. It's going to be worth not doing something else. Not going to a movie. It's going to be worth, you know, not playing with your friends. You know? Spending the time actually developing that thing that God has given you. That's sowing, isn't it? So you have to make up your mind as to how much you should give. Don't force anyone to give more than he really wants to. And, I, and that, that's true. We're not going to say you have to do anything. But man, the more your wanter gets hooked up with this principle, yeah. you're going to not be able to contain yourself. You're going to say, man, I want to. Man, I, I, I'm just, the, more, the closer you get to a God that pours out blessings we can't contain, We've been given that nature. 
not one to hold back, but one to say, oh, man, this is an opportunity. Okay, so we don't force anybody, and, and we're not, right? For cheerful givers are the ones God prizes. Man, just that alone should be a motivation. I want to please God. It's like Dad said, you know. Everybody doesn't please God. Who does please God? Thank makers. Right? Ones that see what they have is not just something for them to have, but for somebody else to thank God as a result of you giving it away. Can you see that? God, and then we get to the part that everybody likes to say, because God is able to make it up to you. Why? Because he can trust you now. He knows he has a partner in you, not just a catcher's mitt. You know? He has somebody that when, when he gives it to you, you're, you're on the same team. You're about blessing somebody. Because God wants to bless people all around us. And he's going to do it through the hands of somebody. It's either going to be us or somebody else. Amen. Or they're going to miss out on a blessing. God is able to make it up to you by giving you everything you need. Well, that's good, right? And more. So that there will not only be enough for your own needs, but plenty left over to give joyfully to others. Isn't that wonderful? All right, let's keep going. Are you good? All right, I got just a little bit more. Philemon 1.6. We become partners with God as his blessing messengers. Oh, listen to this. And I pray that as you share your faith with others, it will grip their lives too. How do you share your faith with somebody? What is your faith? All right, we'll, we'll kind of see this a little bit. As they see the wealth of good things in you that come from Christ Jesus. Now, this is saying good things, isn't it? Now, we're going to look at what some of these things are real quick. Uh, man, you, we, could, we could spend a whole year probably on talking about some of this. But I want us to be able to see that everything that we get from him needs to have this perspective of it's, it's going to fill me up. It's going to change who I am. It's going to change my identity. I've been made a new creation in Christ Jesus so that I can just feel good about myself. No, so that I can impart that to somebody else. Can you see this? I myself have gained much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because your kindness has so often refreshed the hearts of God's people. What is that? That means everything that I get from God now becomes an... How many, you know, I, I've just really appreciated this time that I'm going through right now, how people reach out to you. You know, and it's like you don't notice until you're going through something like this. But how somebody just reaches out to you. And I, I think, man, that, that means a lot. That means a lot. You know, I, I, I had, you know, a lady come up to me at this conference we were at, and I, I don't know her name. You know, uh, people that I just don't know, but they come up and they say, man, we're praying for you, you know, or, and, and that's somebody that's, that's going out of their shell to t- reach out and touch me in just that small little way. But how, how much of a difference that makes? Paul's talking about that. He says, you know what? You, you guys didn't have to do that. But how much? And, and what, I, what am I doing right now as a result of what you are faithful to do? I'm thanking God. Wow, what a cool connection we have. 
We're able to help people thank God by simply doing something that is natural. When you're a, when, when you're a, a thank maker, right? Second yeah. Peter 1.4. With every promise, there's a purpose for faith to gain resources for blessing. Can we see this? So I just asked you what faith is. Well, faith is going to be something that you can't see at the moment. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? And what is it going to come from? It's going to come from a promise that we have in God, right? Second Peter 1.4, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. That sounds like they're, they're worth a lot, right? Now, again, Let's go back and look at this principle that we're looking at. If we have something precious from God, we can either look at it as ours to put in the drawer or as a resource to overflow with, right? So he's given us these great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. That means I get to have it myself, but I believe it also means I get to share it. Right? And escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So what is, what, is, what is the enemy of being a thank maker? The world's desires. The things of this world that would cause us to get distracted and devalue what we are in Christ. Can you see that? So what happens? So what, how do we win over that? We take the promises of God and we begin to apply them, not just selfishly, not just for ourselves, but we have this principle that now when I plant those things, it's going to make a difference. And it will be connected to our finances, but if we can see it on a broader scale too, can we do that? I'm just going to go through this real quick. What are some of those promises? It's interesting. The fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? It's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And who are all those things for? Somebody else. Every time somebody gets to munch down on one of those fruits, you're making a thank maker, aren't you? What happens? What? It's like I said. Somebody reaches out to you. They're kind. What do you do? Thank you, Father. That was so nice. And where did it come from? It came from somebody, right? Did you know that you have to operate in faith to make these things happen sometimes? I don't know about you. The fruit of the Spirit. So what is that going to be? It's going to be from living a life in the Spirit. Where you're actually <laughs> more aware of Him than the world. Right? And these will be things that you actually have to apply by faith. So we're, we're saying that, you, you know, you can't just say that you're this. That's just doctrine. Proving it is when it blesses somebody else. Yeah. What's really cool about this is, man, we can pour this stuff out on somebody. Good. You can be faithful to somebody. Yeah. And you can say, God, help me in this. You know, you get into your prayer time with him and you say, God, God show, here, here's what the fruit should be. And, and you kind of let it become a mirror, you know, <laughs> and say, is that what I look like? And if I'm not looking like that, help me with it. Yeah. And in fact, don't just help me with it. I believe it's mine because of my nature that I have with you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I'm going to share in that nature. For what purpose? Oh, man, if we can get the revelation of this, that who we've been made to be in him, yeah. this fruit that we have in him, 
If you become a thank maker, it's like Mark says, when you become a giver, God will support your habit. You, yeah, you, what's that? If you get addicted to giving, God will support your habit. If you get addicted to thank making, amen, it's a much better thing than being gratified by the world. Amen. Okay, health, 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes we've been healed. Amen? This is so important. God wants us to be uh, to healthy, to be wealthy. Why? So that we can pour that out, so that it can overflow into somebody else's life. Wealth. And so this is where faith has to get involved, though. When we're going through something where we're challenged in one of these areas, we're going to have to say, but God said this. But this is the promise God said for me. What are, what are those precious promises? But with the perspective, not that I'm just getting them so that I can run around and feel good about myself. But now I'm going to be equipped to enable somebody else. Can you see that? Yeah. Wisdom and righteousness, 1 Corinthians 1.30. This is what we've received in him. Remember what James says is if you, if you lack wisdom, ask him. He'll pour it out more than you. Why, why do you need these things? Because this is a promise. Yeah. Amen. Somebody else, do you know somebody needs wisdom in your life around you? That God wants to impart it through you. That he's not going to be able to if we're not full of it ourselves. Amen? Can you see how, man, this is just never expanding. Wonderful experience that God's given us. I started this off saying how much God loves each one of us and how much he's provided something for each one of us. He cares about us so much that he's poured out everything in Christ for us to be full of. Amen? Isn't this wonderful? We can just bask in that and so on. But man, when you start getting on this side of it and you start realizing that every gift we have from him is for a purpose yeah. of planting, man, it becomes, we can produce a huge harvest yeah. when we get on that side of it. Can you say that? Yeah. All right. All right. I can just got one more. Isn't this a blessing today? Yeah. You know what God's done? He, what, what he called each one of us, we've, we've actually spoke about this some time ago, but... <laughs> This is amazing. God sees us already complete in this. Isn't this cool? <laughs> it's kind of like a coach, a good coach. They can take a bunch of raff, uh, you know, rag muffin, you know, guys that, that can't even bounce the ball, you know, and they see something else. They see potential, don't they? Mm-hmm. And, and they don't start calling them what they look like. They start calling them what they see them to be. Amen? And this is what God does with us. He's not looking for what's wrong. That's obvious. You don't have to look for that. <laughs> he sees what he's put in there. And you know, all these things that, that, that uh, we, we spoke about, and we kind of briefly, but all these things that we have in Christ, we already have them. Amen? It's, it's becoming aware of them and allowing them to be bigger than the other things. This is why it requires revelation. You have to find out who you are in Christ. Everything that he's done for you, you have to say, this is mine. Amen? But it, it takes on this purpose and, and what God has already put inside of there. He, he sees it as a light. That the life of God inside of us is a light. Amen? 
that the world needs. Remember, he said, first of all, he said, I am the light of the world. But then he called us the light of the world. That means everything that is in him is in me. Amen? And it becomes our responsibility. This is what I want us to see this as. Is, is if, you ha- if you had the opportunity, if you had the capability of saving somebody's life, there's actually a law about this. If you have the ability to save somebody and you don't do it, you can actually be prosecuted for that. You know, if like a blind person is stepping off the wall and you just stand there and watch. Yeah. And I, I think God sees that this way. He says, you know, I, I, put, I put salvation inside of you. It's for you. But that's not all it's for. It's meant to shine. It's meant to be a light. It's meant to dispel darkness. Amen? But you have to see it as that, or you just allow it to be covered up. Amen? And I believe that right now, even as we're talking about this, it's opening up a potential inside of each one of us. Amen? By the Spirit. I just speak this over us. Amen? That God is putting revelation inside of us. The spirit of truth is coming to make a difference. He's coming to unwrap this treasure that's already there. Amen? And to equip us to be him, to be the blessing of him in somebody's life. Amen? The only thing about this is, man, it's been like, just a little bit of time that we're talking about this. This is life transformational. This is what we have to take on. Amen? Let's look at what, what Jesus said about this. Matthew five sixteen. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. What does Jesus say? Now, it's several other places too. Paul talks about this. He said it's, it's what you're doing for somebody. A good deed. That is the shining. Now, we can get over into just doing nice stuff for people, but it's more than that. It's spiritual. It's financial. Amen? It's having a heart of saying, I'm going to be God's blessing to somebody. Amen? Amen? So that everyone will praise who? God. We become thank makers. Thank God makers. Right? Isn't that good? All right, praise God. We're gonna we're gonna celebrate and and uh, be grateful for you know each other a little bit here. Uh, can we just stand up and make some declarations um, that have to do with this? What we've said today, I encourage us. Let, let's go back through this in the in the next week. Let's say, God, make me a thank maker today. Fill me up with who you are, but I don't want to just be full of you. I want to be overflowing with you. I want somebody to thank God because they encountered me today. <laughs> you know, you might have to start doing like my, my brother-in-law. You might have to start packing your wallet, you know, <laughs> so that you come across somebody and you just, you just bless them for no reason, you know. And just say, man, you, so you're ready. God prompts your heart. And, and, and you're not... <laughs> It's not just about giving in church. It's about giving everywhere. Amen? 
I think that's why he wants us to be faithful in church. So it becomes just a habit. We're just used to it. Man, this is just, this is just flowing out of us, right? Amen? So what we're going to do, though, is we're going to make some declarations. We haven't done this for a little while, but I encourage you in what we're doing right now. It's very important to get your mouth associated with your hearts, what your heart has heard. It reinforces it. And it, and it allows it to be something. When you're saying what God says about what your heart knows, something else is not being thought during that time. <laughs> we have a lot of opportunities to think, think some other things that are not productive, that will keep us from being thank makers because we're so consumed with the world, right? So I encourage you. It's, it's in the app. It's on the website. You can go back. Make your own declarations, but get God in your mouth. You know, in Deuteronomy, it said, put this in your mouth. Say it. Keep it before your eyes. Why? Because this is a treasure far greater than anything else that will be sown as it's valued. Amen? Let's say this together. Can we put those up there? All right, say this out loud. I have everything and abound because of my new life in Christ. We need to become secure in who we are. Amen? This is a part of this. Let's say it again. I have everything and abound because of my new life in Christ. Let's do this next one. My belief in him is now proven by the blessing of God that flows through me by faith. Now, I encourage you in this. We've heard a sermon on this. Let's don't let it be something that's outside of us. Let's, this is something that we already have that needs to be reinforced, that needs to be drawn out. Amen? And this is how we do this. You're going to have to say this because something else wants to come out of our mouth. Right? And you do this intentionally. We've become aware now we need to do something with it, okay? My belief in him is now proven by the blessing of God that flows through me by faith. Isn't this interesting? My belief in God is not proven by just what I say. It's proven by what fruit I produce in somebody else's life. Can you see that? All right. All right, let's do the next one. God is glorified as I receive from him with a purpose of overflowing with his blessing to others. Oh, so God gets glorified in this. I thought it was just songs. I love the song service. I love the upbeat ones. Oh, he gets glorified. You know when he gets glorified is when his blessing flows through us. Amen? Oh, let's get on board with this. Let's say it again. God is glorified as I receive from him with a purpose of overflowing with his blessing to others. Ha <laughs> All right, let's do the next one. From an understanding of sowing and reaping, I purpose in my heart to make the most of my opportunities for blessing. Isn't that good? Let's say it again. From an understanding of sowing and reaping, I purpose in my heart to make the most of my opportunities for blessing. All right, one more. The grace of God empowers me as I respond in faith to have way more than what I need as I overflow with blessing that produces thanksgiving to God. Man, there's a lot in that, <laughs> that statement. Let's say it again. The grace of God. What is that? That's the power of God. Something I can't come up with, right? We get involved in God's empowerment 
when we get involved in this, when we get a heart for somebody else, that what I have in my hand is to bless somebody else, God says, wow, now I can put my power there. I can put my grace. This, the, the financial side of giving, he calls it a grace to give. <laughs> You're getting in line with God. Amen? Let's say this one more time. The grace of God empowers me as I respond in faith to, to have way more than what I need as I overflow with blessing that produces thanksgiving to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you thankful for this? Are you thankful for this opportunity that we have in him? Amen. He wants to pour blessings into our life and meet all of our needs and cause us to also get this wonderful blessing that is way more than giving, uh, getting in giving. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's thank him for this today. Can we be grateful today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's Let's be recipients of, of us being thank makers today. Let's be the ones that have been made to be in thanksgiving before our God.